For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show with Mark Bergen and Ike Taylor. I'm Mark. He's Ike. IT. It's not every day we get to do national radio. I'm really excited for the next hour. We get to talk NFL draft as part of the Believe Network's partnership with Sports Map Radio. A ton of storylines to get into. Really excited to be chopping it up with you this afternoon. You know, it's about that time when it comes down to these drafts. And that's one thing Ike Taylor do love. Ike Taylor love putting his G hat, GM, GM hat on and talking about the NFL draft for the 2022 season. Yeah, Ike, and you spent 12 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, so you've seen it all in your career. I know you have a ton of relationships with different players, GMs, front office personnel, coaches throughout the league, so I'm really excited to be chopping it up with you. But I'll say this, compared to previous years, this mock draft, which we're going to get into here on today's show, was really difficult to go over because there are so many different combinations and variations in previous years. It's like the top first, second, third pick are pretty much locked in. It's really up in the air in this year's draft. Yeah, it's a lot. It just depends on what a team wants. It really just depends on which GM thinks this, which GM thinks uh, a player is better than the other player. So like you say, man, usually we'd be dead on and we'd be spot on when it comes down to these, to these draft picks, but I got to, feeling this year it's going to be a lot of turmoil when it comes down to draft day and some of those storylines we'll discuss here on today's episode of the believe in Steelers show who will be the first pick which we're going to get into here in our uh, very first segment and then also who will be the first quarterback taken off the board how many quarterbacks we see taken in the first round so there's a lot we're going to get into here on today's show Man, like I said, it's just so up in the air. I can't remember it being this up in the air in previous years, Ike. I want the viewers to understand when it comes down to my mock drafts and how I evaluate and do my players, I always go the best available. So I'm not going to go for a need. I'm not going to be a fan. I'm not going to be a GM. The way I GM my stuff is I make my draft board. I go like top five positions, every position and then I just evaluate everybody who I think is better than the other. Then I do my mock draft like that. So for all the viewers, mine is the best available. So it might be off script. Y'all might be pissed off at me. But hey, as long as I hit you, we all good. Coming up next, the Jags are on the clock. Ike Taylor and I discuss our mock drafts, top 10 picks of the 2022 draft. That's next on the Believe in Steelers show. Back on the Believe in Steelers show, I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, we teased it in our intro segment. The Jags are on the clock with the first overall pick. You're the GM of the Jags. Who you taking with the first overall pick of the 2022 draft? And it's about that time for us to start creating and making history, man. So I'm going to go with Davis coming out of George is a defensive tackle. Wow. I think he's the best overall player 
in the draft. I think when you're trying to set a foundation, when you're trying to set a tone, when you're trying to set an attitude, when you're building your house, you build it from the ground up. <laughs> and this is what you need to do with Jordan Davis. You want to build your franchise. You want to build your defense. You want to build some kind of attitude from the ground up. I look at him like a mean Joe Green. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh wasn't doing too good in the 50s and 60s. They wind up getting mean Joe Green. They wind up setting the foundation. And what, and what do you say? Four, five, six years later, you got number Hall of Famers. You're winning Super Bowls. Now Pittsburgh's in the talks for centuries. That's exactly what you're doing. You have to start with a guy who can set the tone. You got to start with a – you have to start with the defensive tackle and, and, and Jordan Davis, Mark, who don't come around too often. 6'6", 3'4", can run a 4'8". They don't come around too often. 10-something broad jump, they don't come around too often. 30-something vertical, they don't come around too often. So, yeah, so while you're deep at other positions, you're not deep and there's not a special player like a Jordan Davis at a defensive tackle position. That's why I'm picking Jordan Davis. That's my number one pick, Mark. I am very shocked. Uh, I can't say that you're wrong in terms of what he brings to the table, and I understand the argument of there are many, many talented edge pass rushers in this group. The concern I have is, is he too big? to consistently play three downs at the NFL level. I know he's 6'6", no. but 341, Ike, it's like, is he carrying too much weight? I know he's a young man. That right. is the concern I would have with Davis. Oh. I'd want him to lose just a little bit of weight, just a little bit of weight to where he can, can consistently stay on the field and dominate at the line of scrimmage. So, Mark, I'm not going to argue with that. My problem was when I went to this Georgia-Alabama National Championship game, I was asking myself, why the heck is Jordan Davis not on the field? You know what he's going to do to even clear the other two defensive ends out? He's going to attract two or three guys. He can just push the center and push the pocket and make sure the quarterback don't step up. So where he got to go? He got to step around. And where he's stepping around to? Your defensive ends are your outside linebackers. So why would you take <laughs> – sometimes coaches get too smart for themselves. And I don't think that was a smart move. So, yes, he's a three-down lineman. Yes, he can do everything he needs to do. Now, will he be a three-down lineman every series? I don't think so at the time, no. But, yeah, I think truly Jordan Davis is a three-down lineman. I think he sees the Aaron Donalds and how he trains and how he works. He did lose weight going into his pro day, and I think he'll do the same thing when he, when he understands and when he sees that money that the defensive tackles, because Aaron Donald's about to get paid. When he sees that money, these defensive tackles, are getting paid, that's going to keep him motivated as well. But, yeah, he's just different. Like I say, Mark, them guys don't come around often. And how the heck a defensive end or outside linebacker going to get sacks and he has no foundation in the middle? I'm not, <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it. I look at Aaron Donald. I look at the L.A. Rams. Them guys who are eating on the outside, the, the only reason why they're eating on the outside is because they got Aaron Donald sitting in the middle. I saw Casey Hampton. Let uh, Lamar Whitley, let Joey Porter, let uh, a defensive league MVP James Harrison. If we didn't, if we didn't have Casey Hampton, they won't eating on the edges. But we knew every play. Big Casey had to have two, maybe three guys who had to stand in front of him. So now that leaves one-on-one -on -one situations. Same thing with Joy Davis. Man, them guys don't come around too often. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to accuse Ike Taylor of being on the payroll of Jordan Davis. You should be his agent, Ike. 
No. I nearly made you spit out your coffee there. I was this close. <laughs> I was real close. <laughs> no, I, I just that's 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 just how I truly feel about George Davis. I hear you. I hear you. The Chuck Bednarik Award winner, best defensive player. He won the Outline Trophy as well. Best interior lineman, a key piece to that Georgia national championship defense. Ike, I'm going to go safe with the Jags. I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. I love his size, speed, combination, hand ability, and you're rolling your eyes at me. But look, if there was ever a sure thing in this year's draft, that's Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. I, I absolutely love what he brings to the table. And I, I, again, I'm going to go with what the odds are telling me as well. He is the favorite to be the number one overall pick at about like minus 150. It's fluctuated over the last few days. That's who I have with the number one overall pick. Man, I saw I saw the I saw the other young man on the other side, David Ojoba. I saw exactly what he was doing. So I get it. I understand. They're looking at the prototypical size. And yes, he's probably one of the best outside edge rushers in the in the draft. And yes, man, he he has a motor. He uh, as soon as he walk into the building, he's going to be a professional professional. You don't, you you don't have to worry about anything on or off the field. He's gonna keep his nose clean, and he's gonna come to work. He's gonna bust his butt, and he's gonna make plays. But they had a guy on the other side of him. <laughs> we'll talk about Ajabo when we talk about our sleepers. Ike, let's keep this rolling because we'll talk more about Hutchinson. I know he's still in your top 10. Number two, the Detroit Lions. And to me, the pitch is this simple. Dan Campbell, Lions front office, here's my PSA. Do not overthink this. Draft Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Pair Thibodeau with his college teammate, Panay Sewell, and dominate the line of scrimmage in the NFC North for the next decade. Draft Kayvon Thibodeau, number two overall. That's who I got. What say you? Mike Taylor. So we're on the same page. Okay. Hey coach, I got a guy who can get skinny, who is silky smooth, who has a burst coming off the edge, who plays with the same attitude when I play coach. So that makes three of us. <laughs> the head coach with a nasty <laughs> attitude, my <laughs> offensive lineman with a nasty attitude, and now I got a defense lineman with a nasty attitude. So whenever we want to go into a bar, all we doing if somebody gives us trouble is kicking butt. As a matter of fact, we can kick butt on or off the field. So you got dang right I'm going with Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau was highly recruited coming out of high school, one. Lived up to expectations, two. So my thing is you can get lazy or you can feel the title as a young kid. If you watch all his tape, except for a few plays, his motor chasing and running down plays that he shouldn't be running down 25, 30 yards down the field says a lot about his character. He just so happened to have one of the quickest starts coming off the line. He just so happened to have one of the smoothest dipping rips out of these edge rushes. So, yes, I'm thinking K1 Thibodeau for sure if I'm the Detroit Lions. Yes. Thibodeau, 458 in the 40, 27 bench press reps, which is especially impressive because he has really long arms. He has his own cryptocurrency. He had the NLI uh, deals, the, the, the deals with uh, he had one with Phil Knight, the co-creator of Nike. He had one with United Airlines. So he's, he's a using football. Yeah. So he's using his football excellence for other off the field endeavors. I'm Correct. telling you this. He is going to have success wherever he goes in the league. And the criticism that he took plays off, he played hurt as well with an ankle injury too, which I think a lot of people overlook. I think wherever he goes, he's going to have success. Again, Detroit Lions, don't overthink it. Thibodeau's your guy at number two and pair him with your college teammate, 
And man, like at the line of scrimmage, good luck to opposing teams. To me, the number two pick is very simple. Let's go to number three. That's the Houston Texans. Here I have Evan Neal out of Alabama. Have someone protect Davis Mills entering the rookie season. And remember the Alabama and New England connection. And you're going to say, Mark, we're talking about the Texans here. What are you talking about? Keep in mind, Texans general manager Nick Casario previously worked under Patriots Bill Belichick. So there's the connection there. I've got Evan Neal at number three. Who you got, Ike Taylor? I like the way I like the way you talked about the quarterback, but I'm gonna go with the quarterback because I know with the new head coach, a new head coach wants his own quarterback. So I'm gonna go with Kenny Pickett. So I'm taking Kenny Pickett to the Texans, and the reason why I'm taking Kenny Pickett to, Pickett to the Texans, I know when you do catch a new uh, head coach, co- coaches like they get their own kids in the building, <laughs> and Kenny Pickett I think should go to the Texans because this is exactly he's the most right now ready. Um, in my mind, when it comes down to playing in the NFL at the quarterback position, Mark. Ike, we're going to continue going through the top 10 picks in the 2022 draft. Our mock drafts continue. That's next on the Believe in Steelers show. Back on the Believe in Steelers show, I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by Ike Taylor. And let's quickly recap our top three picks. We're going through our mock drafts of the 2022 drafts. Jags at number one, I had Aiden Hutchinson. Ike, you had Jordan Davis out of Georgia. The number two pick, we both had Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. At number three, I had Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama, and you had Kenny Pickett, the first quarterback taken off the board a little bit earlier. I've seen in many mock drafts, Ike, but I think that Pickett, that pick makes a lot of sense for the Texans considering we don't know what really Davis Mills brings to the table in year two. Didn't have a lot of talent around him as a rookie. But also keep in mind that the Texans did not trade for Baker Mayfield in the trade of Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. So potentially they could be thinking quarterback here. So I think it would make sense for Pickett to go there at number three. I like your thought process, Ike. I just haven't seen that elsewhere. But this is why I always enjoy talking with you and chopping it up with you here on the Believe It Steelers show. Yeah, it's all good. But, you know, that's what it is, Mark. I, I just like to kind of think – not kind of. I like to think outside the box. I like to think worst-case scenarios, which is good scenarios when it comes down to what's going to go on in the draft. Like we was talking about earlier, Mark, I think the draft will have a lot of turmoil because a few trades going to be made in the draft early for the first round because guys going to be reaching for picks if they think that if they think that position don't have any depth. So – yeah, we, we think that Hutchinson's going to go number one overall. That's not a certainty. And then at number two, who knows what the Lions are going to do between Thibodeau and then Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. But let's keep it rolling. Jets on the clock at number four. Who you got at number four going to the New York Jets, Ike? So th- this is who I have at number four. You had him uh, uh, a slot earlier at number three. So I'm going to go with Neil from Alabama, the offensive lineman. And why not give, why not give Zach Wilson somebody to protect? You know, because Zach, Zach has everything you want. He has the New York swag. He has a New York look. All he needs is some New York security. So you need to go out and give him an offensive lineman. And you got to love Neil. Neil did something very impressive when it came down to his pro days, when it came down to his 42-inch 42, 42 box jump. So for me, he was the most athletic offensive lineman coming out this year's draft. And you need somebody to protect, to protect a Zach Wilson. Makes a lot of sense. I've got Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati here, Ike, because he did not give up a touchdown in his entire career, which is a stat I love. And then passes thrown his way. 
generated a 31.8 passer rating. So that is lower, Ike, than if a quarterback just throws the ball into the ground on every play instead. That's how dominant Sauce Gardner was, the guy who, in my opinion, has the best name in the 2022 draft. So I got Sauce going at number four to the Jets. Okay. All right, let's keep it rolling. From the Jets, keeping it in New York, to the Giants, this is where I've got Iki Ikuanu out of NC State. I think the Giants need some offensive line help. See what you have in Daniel Jones. And then also, you have a natural bookend pair with Andrew Thomas. I've got Ikuanu out of NC State at number five. Yeah, we're on the same page. I got the same thing. Iki Ikuanu coming from NC State. You need an offensive line. And I think the, I think the Giants really do like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones showed last year he's – he can win a few games, especially using his legs. I don't think they want him to run as much. So what you what you got to do, you got to give him a new security guard as well as you did with Zach Wilson. So Icky Jones for me is going, me Icky Jones. Icky Kwanu from NC State is going to the Giants. And Ike, at NC State, they would give their players a bottle of maple syrup for every pancake block. So Icky can start up a chain of IHOP in Denny's and waffle houses and pretty much every pancake french toast waffle place you could want because he has all the maple syrup he could ever need getting multiple pancake blocks in one play too this guy absolutely dominated the line of scrimmage for the nc state wolf pack 100 number six the panthers are on the clock and this is where i have kenny pickett coming off the board Panthers have not traded for Baker Mayfield either. Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker are the quarterbacks on the Panthers roster. But I heard that Pickett's meeting with the Panthers last week went well, and I just think this is where a quarterback will go. If Pickett's already off the board at number three, like you think, Ike, I think this is where Malik Willis could go. I think the Panthers are going quarterback here. I've got Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. I don't have Kenny Pickett because obviously he's going off my board, but I do have Malik Willis coming out of Liberty. Um, I, I think I think he don't need to play right now because you have Sam Darnold. And if Sam Darnold does play well, well, now you got options. I think on, on some particular teams, when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, they got two options when you want to talk about quarterbacks. Even the Green Bay, even, even the Green Bay Packers, even though they just pay Aaron Rodgers, they still have two quarterbacks sitting on the roster. And I think for some teams, man, that's just trade bait for me. If, if a quarterback is who's, who's the starter plays well and give him a boost of confidence, you keep him. If the backup is, 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 is even close to the starter and he's young, you move on from the older guy and you let the young guy rock. So I think some teams have this kind of mentality. So that's why I'm going with the uh, Panthers taking Malik Willis. Malik Willis has a few things he needs to, to work on, but if him and Sam Darnold, or neck to neck, where they think they're close. I think they're going to do what the New England Patriots did with uh with Cam and uh um Mac Scott, Jones, Cam and Mac Jones, and just let uh Malik run it if he, if they feel like he's ready enough. That makes a lot of sense to me, Ike. And it's like if Darnold does happen to play well, I don't think Willis is a prospect who should start week one Correct. of the twenty twenty two season. So I'm with you there to where. Willis would need to go somewhere where he's not expected to be the day one starter. He can sit and learn. You tell me this all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. Aaron Rodgers sat, Ben Roethlisberger sat, Patrick Mahomes sat. It's easier said than done, but when Correct. it's done and done correctly and properly, Correct. all those three players that I just named have had uh, Hall of Fame careers. I think that's safe right. to say. 
Let's keep right. this rolling. Number seven, the Giants are back on the clock. And this is where I have Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. If the, he falls to number seven, the steal of the draft, he would also reunite with his Georgia teammate, Aziz Ojulari, gives the New York Giants a nice pass rush foundation. I've got Walker at number seven. What do you think, Ike? Yeah, I, I like that pick. But, you know, now Daniel Jones has uh, uh, Icky, a security guard in front of a man. Why not go ahead and give the guy a Ferrari on the outside? So I got Garrett Wilson coming from Ohio State, State at the wide receiver position. So this is where the NFL is going as well. I'm going to get somebody to protect, and I'm also going to give him a toy. And you know how I like Garrett Wilson. You want to talk about Silky Smooth when it came down to route running. You want to talk about a guy who runs effortlessly and probably one of the best route runners who can run every route in a tree. That was Garrett Wilson in my mind. So he's going to the Giants, Mark. Good pick. And the tape I watched on Wilson, every reception he had, the first defender did not bring him to the ground. He made the first guy miss. Like, go back and watch his highlights. And this is rare of any skill position players. He made the first defender miss consistently. Like, and not just consistently, like every time, every single time. So that is a good pick. And it's a good pick because Garrett Wilson is who I have going at number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. You mentioned a smooth route runner, smooth, smooth. But I think that with the Falcons, they would get a number one receiver, someone to help new quarterback Marcus Mariota, help out Kyle Pitts, and then Cordero Patterson. You add Wilson to that mix. I, I like that combination. That's why I have him going at my very next pick at number eight, Ike. Yeah, so number eight for me, man, this, this is what Atlanta has been missing. They've been, miss, they've been missing the swag. They've been missing the juice. So when you want to talk about Deion Sanders, D'Angelo Halls, the cornerbacks, one thing you need to put in that pot when you're making some gumbo, man, you got to put that sauce in that pot. So this when you get sauce garner coming from Cincinnati, man. You need to get that swag back on that defense. And they're known for having lockdown corners. So I'm going with sauce Gardner to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't want to discredit D'Angelo Hall, who had a fine career, but it's been a long time since the Falcons had just a lockdown corner. So you go from prime to sauce. And I love any player where you just name their first name. Your greats have it where you just say, you just say sauce. <laughs> and you know exactly who you're talking about. Right, right. Yeah, sauce, sauce is going to play with the swag. He got the attitude, haven't given up a touchdown. He's just everything you're looking for in the lockdown corner. He's long, he's lengthy. And one thing you need in a cornerback, man, is you need confidence. And you just watch tape repeatedly of Sauce Gardner, man. That's one thing he does have confidence. And that thing is very contagious. Last time I saw somebody like that that I played played against was uh, Honey Badger. Honey Badger, all he did was play with swag. He, he wasn't big in stature, but he had a lot of swag with him. And that's exactly what Sauce is other than Sauce have the stature of being longer uh, linky. But at the same time, I think this is what Atlanta needs. Atlanta needs some kind of swag. It just so happened to come off the defensive side at a cornerback position. The size and the speed I love, and that's why I had him going earlier in my mock draft at number four to the Jets. So, okay, number nine, and this is where I had a question mark with what the Seattle Seahawks will do. If there's still a quarterback on the board, and what I mean by that is either – Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. I think they could go quarterback, try to move on and figure out the next, uh, you know, post chapter era following the Russell Wilson era. And remember Wilson now on the Denver Broncos. So big question mark. We talked some before today's show, Ike, 
yesterday about this, and I've actually changed my pick since the last time we talked. I think Charles Cross, the offensive tackle, will go here uh, out of Mississippi State. And the reason being is Dwayne Brown's left uh, uh, spot at the left tackle position is vacant. And I think you plug and play Charles Cross, and you're going to get a really good tackle who could come in right away and play. As well. Oh, Mark, why are you changing? Had to. Uh, why? One thing I know about Pete Carroll, he loves his secondary guys. So this is where Derek Stingley come, is coming off the board. It, there is just no telling because there's so many needs for the Seattle Seahawks. So in my mind, you really can't be wrong on this pick at the ninth pick for the 2022 draft. But yeah, I'm going with Stingley all day. Stingley just so happened to walk into the LSU campus being a wide receiver. He had a crossover. He played cornerback. And what he do at cornerback? All he did was lock down. It was just the injuries when it came to Derek Stingley. So one of the one of the one cornerbacks or the couple of cornerbacks, I think that will go in the first round is Stingley and Sauce Gardner. But I, I love Stingley. And I, I talked to Ryan Clark about Stingley and he's he's giving me this story like you know the best receiver is playing corner for the LSU Tigers <laughs> you know what I'm saying so that was impressive to hear so you know once the ball get around his area code he's definitely going to catch it to pick up the call all right we're up against the commercial break we're going to round out the top 10 Jets uh at number 10 we'll finish that up we also got some NFL draft prop bets in sleepers that's ahead on the Believe in Steelers show Back on the Believe in Steelers show, I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by my co-host, 12-year NFL veteran and two-time Super Bowl champion, Ike Taylor. IT, Derek Stingley, you had at number nine, going to the Seattle Seahawks. I like that pick, both Stingley and Sauce Gardner. I'm excited to see who's the first corner taken in the 2022 draft. Both good picks, but we got to finish out the top 10, and the Jets are back on the clock as well. This is where I have USC's Drake London Get Zach Wilson a big number one receiving target. I call Drake London like a Mike Evans light. Doesn't get much separation, but he is a big receiver. He's going to win combat catches. You can just throw it up to him, and he's going to come down with it. More often than not, he's typically bigger than the defensive backs he'll be going up against, and that's who I have with the Jets taking uh, with the 10th <coughs> overall pick. Who you got with the Jets at number 10? Same, same position, just uh, I got more of a manly man. You know, and I'm going with Traylon Burks coming from Arkansas. I'm going with a more polished route running receiver. You know, I'm going with a guy who got old school strength. I'm going with a guy every time you see him uh, catch balls or whether he was wide open making combat catches, that was Traylon Burks. So I'm just going with a guy with the same kind of build you like, Mark, just a more polished receiver. And I think he's more NFL right now ready than Drake. I love that pick. And some people are going to get caught up with Burks and say, well, he only ran a four or five, five in the 40 pop Correct. on the tape. He never got up. caught and he's At going all. up against sec defenses. He was Correct. a dominant player for Arkansas this past season. I, I think that he's going to be, he's like one of my, I know he's going to go in the first round, but he's one of my sleepers where I'm like, I look at the tape. I'm like, why are more people not talking about Traylon Burks out of Arkansas? Good pick. I, I agree with you. Good pick. Okay, so that is our top 10 going through that. And uh, let's, go through, let's go to some prop bets now. So I, I know that if you were the Jags GM, you would pick Jordan Davis. Who do you think will actually be the number one overall pick, though? Boy, that's a loaded question. I'm going to stay stubborn. I'm going to go with Jordan Davis. 
that would be like, he's not even on the board of the odds that I have, Ike. So I can't even imagine if there are odds out there, what a long shot that that would be. But that would be heck of a payday because I've got Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, Ikea Kwanu, Evan Neal, uh, Thibodeau, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett on my board. I don't even have Jordan Davis listed. So Ike Taylor thinking outside of the box. I love it. And listen, there is some uncertainty. Hutchinson is the favorite right now, but he is not a heavy favorite by any means. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I'm just going to rock with Jordan. Davidson, who, who, who knows, man? The odds could be in my favor. I ain't no telling. That's a lot of smack. That's a lot of money I can win. A lot of cheese, a lot of cheese. I'm going to go with the safe bet, and I know it's safe, but take Hutchinson here. I think that he will be the top overall pick and maybe throw that into a parlay. So, okay. What about first QB selected? You had Pickett going number three if you were the Falcons GM, but do you actually think that Pickett, yeah. again, of what will actually happen? Yeah, I think Pickett will be the first quarterback taken off the board. Okay, okay. Willis is actually the favorite. So again, most mock drafts, I see Pickett's taken first, but like this is where the uncertainty lies with this year's draft, whereas in previous year's draft, it's like we kind of know going in who the top two picks will be a lot of times the top two, three, four. So, okay. Also, th this is the, my most intriguing prop bet, and I'd advise our listeners to take the over here. Total number of quarterbacks selected in the first round. It's set at three. This opened at two and a half. So if you can find it at two and a half, hammer the over. But three quarterbacks, Ike, I'm taking the over here because I think Pickett and Willis for sure go. I think someone could fall in love with Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. I think Desmond Ritter has some hype. I also think, you know, Sam Howell, Carson Strong. But just looking at the first round in the draft, here are four teams that I think could take quarterbacks that – aren't necessarily certainties, but are highly likely to take quarterbacks depending on who's available. Panthers at number six, Seahawks at number nine, Steelers at number 20, Lions at 32. Over under three quarterbacks, what do you think, Ike? Um, I'm going to take the under. I think three is the max when it comes down to this quarterback position in the first round. That's fair. I will say this, and I'll push back here. I just think that teams always need good quarterbacks. And I understand what you mean by positional value because compared to the 2021 class, this quarterback class isn't nearly as touted going in. Right. And there seems to be a consensus about that, which like I kind of want to zag and be like, hmm, maybe this quarterback class actually be better than people are predicting. So I would take the over. Of course, Vegas is Vegas, and they set the line perfectly, I get three. Ultimately, I think this bet will push, but I'm going to say take the over. That's my favorite prop bet in this year's draft. Yeah, I'm going to take the under for the quarterback position, Mark. Just had to be the contrarian. Okay. <laughs> First receiver selected off the board. I know in our top 10, you had Garrett Wilson going at number seven. Do you think Wilson will actually be the first receiver taken, though, Ike? Mm. Yes. And the reason I asked this too is yeah. if Jamison Williams, I think we agree here, if Jamison Williams hadn't gotten hurt, yeah, he would I be think the there wouldn't be any question. Correct. I agree with you. But yeah, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. I have seen in pretty much every mock draft I've read Garrett Wilson going number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. So it's like there are a couple things where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. I really like that pick. If you can get, say, which team will draft Garrett Wilson? The Falcons at number eight. I think you can put some coin in your pocket there. I like Wilson to be 
the top receiver taken. I'll say this though, Jamison Williams at plus 175. I know he's got the ACL, but modern medicine surgery is a lot better than it was five, 10, 15, 20 years ago. There could yeah. be a team that falls in love with Wilson. So you might get a nice little payday there because mm -hmm. he's the second favorite there. The only other prop we need to get to, and then we'll go to our sleepers, Ike, is total number of receivers taken in the first round. Over-under is at six. I think five for sure go in the first round. Yeah. So it's Wilson, Williams, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave out of Ohio State are five for certain. Right. Not sure if anyone else does. What do you think over-under six receivers? No, nah, it's, it's going to be five and under. I don't think they're going six receivers. Okay, so I'll go with the under as well because – I like George Pickens out of Georgia. He was hurt. Jahan Dotson I like, but a little bit undersized at the receiver position. Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Sky Moore, Western Michigan. A sleeper that I have, and this is the perfect segue that I have. John Mechie out of Alabama tore his ACL in the SEC championship game. He won't go in the first round, but a team that drafts John Mechie is going to get heck of a receiver. Alabama now seems to be wide receiver you. No, Don't it is about John Mitchie, but he will not go in the first round. I'll take the under as well with you, Ike, in terms of overall receivers. Let's go to sleepers, though, Ike. Uh, I took John Mitchie. Who would you be your biggest sleeper in the 2022 draft? So I'm, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with uh, Sam Williams, the outside linebacker slash, slash edge rusher from Ole Miss. Um, when you just look at what he had to go through, and that's always getting double teamed because Ole Miss ran a three-down front. When you just look at all the plays he made, when he gets to the NFL and he's going to be like, dang, I just got to beat one person now. I might have to deal with the chip. I might have to deal with a tight end because all I'm used to is just getting double, maybe triple team all the time because we ran a three down front. It's Sam Williams and, he's, <laughs> and he will go high in the draft as well. I think he'll probably go late first, early second for sure. But yeah, that's going to be my sleeper, Sam Williams. I'm pulling up my notes for Williams right now from when we talked about outside linebacker, 6'4", 241, a 446 in the 40. Moving. 32, That's moving. 32 and a half inch vertical jump. That's moving, especially at the linebacker position too, Ike. A 10 foot, three inch broad jump. I call him the pocket collapser because off the edge, good luck trying to stop him if you're an offensive tackle, trying to go up against that speed. And it's also like, I think people overrate 40 yard dash times to me, anticipation and reading plays. is a little bit more important, but with that amount of speed off the edge, like I would expect that from a DB, let alone right. from an outside linebacker, right? That's a good pick. Third team, all American first team, all sec set a school record, 12 and a half sacks had 16 tackles for a loss. So all over the field. One player I want to mention as well, and I'm going to keep it at the linebacker position, Devin Lloyd out of Utah, Ike. You talk about flying to the football. It's no surprise that coming into college, he played different positions. He's just a football player. He's not a linebacker. He's just a football player because he was all over the field for Utah this past season. Nah, I had, you know, we talked about Devin Lloyd. I had him as my number one, you know, linebacker inside linebacker and the reason why I had a number one coming off my board was who's the interior guys who's and this is no disrespect to any defense alignment from Utah but who's the one of the interior guys who may be going first or second round 
And when you look at Georgia and you look at these linebackers, we can name three guys off the board who's coming off maybe the top 40 picks off that defensive line for Georgia. So the linebackers had some guys who can, you know, create and, and not get touched when it came down to that second level. Devin Lloyd, man, is, is <laughs> he's a man's man. He's very instinctive and he just make plays. And when you're able to do that at a position, which is a tough position, able to be a alpha, able to set the, the defense up and still make plays and not have the luxury as some of your early linebackers have it when it comes down to the defensive lineman. That says a lot about you. Let's keep it on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go to the edge rushing position. I David Ajabo out of Michigan tore his Achilles at his pro day, helped the poor guy out when he's rolling around on the field with pain. I felt so bad for him, but whichever team drafts him later in the draft, once he gets healthy, once he gets right, you're talking about a guy who would probably be first, second, third round pick. They're probably going to get for later in the draft because of that injury, probably won't be able to play right away. But this was a guy who played with Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan. And it's like, hmm, let's race to the quarterback. Let's see who can eat first. And it was David. It was David. That's just like, like y'all, I, see, I, I, really, I trust my eyes. I saw it. he was getting double teamed more than Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, he, yeah. He just don't have the prototypical body like <laughs> Hutchinson. But other than that, Mark, I'm telling you, pop in the tape. You know what? I wish I could be a fly on the wall and just ask his teammates <laughs> uh, who was better. And I guarantee you, they're going to say nothing but sweet things about Aiden Hutchinson. But David Ajoba, bro, if you you pop in that tape, he, he he's the reason. He was the reason why. That's why I say he's a Aiden hey, Hutchinson. can they just be co-Batmans? Like, why does it have to be a Batman and Robin? Can't they just be co-Batmans? Somebody got to be Robin. I love Batman. how you think Aiden Hutchinson is Robin. And this is the hill Ike Taylor's going to die on. I love it. Yeah, somebody got to be Robin. I'm not knocking Aiden Hutchinson. He's, he's going to be the first overall pick, and you're calling him a Robin. I love this, Ike. 100%. All right. Okay. If you had... <laughs> For the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're picking uh-huh. Jordan Day or Aiden Robinson. Aiden Hutchinson, you mean? Aiden Hutchinson. I'm sorry. I'm t- I'm taking Aiden Hutchinson because, like, why? To me, it's because he reminds me of the Bosa brothers. I think he's a TJ Watt light. It, it, I think he has the size, the speed. I like the way he uses his hands. Like for me, Ike, it's like hmm, I'm gonna get a guy off the edge who's gonna play for the next decade. I'm and going back to get, up double-digit double sats year in, year out. Like, heck, yeah, I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson. Because it's, 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 it's a certainty. I, because I have no defensive tackle. So, yeah, I'm going to get a guy on the edge. So, all I got to do, I'm looking for Aiden Hutchinson. He really, truly never really beat double. T- man, don't even get me started. Man. He did this, beat the, I don't know what tape you're <laughs> watching. I saw several games where you get chipped yeah. for the tight end and, and the running back. With both Hutchinson and Ajabo, I mean both of them. Yeah, he's a he's a good he's a good rival. He's a great rival. Okay, coming up next, Ike here on the Believe in Steelers show. Final segment. We're both going to make a bold prediction for the 2022 draft. Something that is going to surprise our listeners. That's next on the Believe in Steelers show with Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen. Final segment of the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by Ike Taylor. It the 2022 draft is less than a week away. 
and I teased it at the end of last break, a bold prediction that you have in the 2022 draft. I'm going to go with Carson Strong being probably having the best career once he get his once he get his career started at the quarterback from Nevada. That's my bold position. I just like what I see with him on tape. I just like his uh I like the way the team rallies around him. Um I like his accuracy. He does have a strong arm. He can throw from one hash to the other sideline. His deep balls, he puts air underneath so his uh, receivers can run under it. When it comes down to taking chances, he's your Patrick Mahomes. He'll throw the ball up and trust his receiver to come down with it. So, yes, and his pocket presence is Brady-ish. You know, he's good and he's able to slide in the pocket. He's not your most athletic quarterback, but I think in years to come, we're going to all talk about Carson Strong. I love that pick, Ike, because of the uncertainty with the other quarterbacks in this draft where it just seems to be a ceiling on all of them. I think Malik Willis has the most upside. Carson Strong, someone not a lot of people are talking about, but if he goes to the right system, gets the right coaching staff, I like that. Here's where I'm going to go, and we talked about him in the last segment too. George Karloftis is going to be the best edge rusher out of the 2022 draft, and let me make the case here. He's going to fall because he's behind Aiden Hutchinson. He's behind Kayvon Thibodeau. He's behind Trayvon Walker. So he falls to the draft to a team that normally wouldn't be able to draft him a team that might already have some help up front on the interior of the line. He's going to stand to benefit by playing with, if he goes to a team with a dominant defensive tackle and he gets right. one-on-one matchups, that's my bold prediction. And again, this out of Purdue, I think if he's not the best, he'll be among the best edge rushers in this year's draft. My bold prediction is he'll be the best, even despite those other three players who I really like, he's just going to fall in this draft because this year's draft happens to be loaded at the edge rushing position. I think that's a smart play by you, Mark. And the reason why I think that's smart, because if, if he would, if he would have came out last year, he probably would have been one of the top, top five guys in 2023 draft. He just so happened to be coming out in the draft where they're real deep right now. That's going to be a steal on a lot of people's draft board when they talk about it or so. I think, I think you hear in, in George's, in George's mind, I know he probably wants to go high, but the later I go and I go to a good team, the faster my career will jump off while everybody else is kind of lagging because they're going to teams who are not <laughs> who are not good when it comes down to depth and talent. So yeah, George Correa, that's that's a smart, that's a smart pick. Ike, we got a wrap. I want to thank you. You're the absolute best. Check us out, Believe in Steelers. We're on audio, we're on video. Check us out on YouTube. Thanks to the Believe Network and Sports Matt Radio for the opportunity. Enjoy the 2022 NFL Draft. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.